Hello and welcome to the Friday the 18th of October edition of the podcast with me and the always being interrupted, Callum Baird. How are you doing? Good, yeah, yeah, good. It's, nothing's happened this week. Very quiet. Nah, yeah, totally, uh-huh. totally. So you were at the conference? I was, I was. The SAP party conference? Um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was good, I thought it was okay, it, was, it kind of came in some ways at a wee bit of an awkward time just before some kind of big major developments, yes. the Brexit deal. So, in some ways, she wasn't, um, it, or it felt like we were in a wee bit of limbo until we find out what was going to happen with Brexit. We still don't know, obviously, <laughs> if there's going to be a vote tomorrow. Um, but I thought it was good. People were in good spirits. There was, you know, there wasn't really a rebellion um, about the the kind of Plan B, which was right. it was suggested there might be some sort of rebellion. I, I think people are, are, are pretty much happy with the NDF strategy at the moment, but with the caveat that you know. It can't, uh, you know, it can't, can't go, on, go forever. on forever. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. I think that's definitely how I feel about it. I'm, you yeah. know, I think we're running out of road, but I, see, for me, the priority is we have to get through this next general election because it doesn't matter what route there is, whether it's a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. Everything has to cross that bridge of that UK general election, which is inevitably going to happen, I think, sooner rather than later. And we have to get through it. And what my concern has always been about, you know, people falling out with one another over alternative strategies is that it will just discourage people from voting SNP in that election. And that isn't just bad for the SNP, that's bad for the entire independence movement. Mm. Because the narrative will then be, oh, Scotland doesn't want an independence referendum. But I was, really, I, I listened to BBC Scotland has actually paid attention and they broadcast the the conference on BBC Scotland television, which they didn't do last year. To having they were roundly criticised for it. They Is seemed it to the have new channel that they did it. Yes, yeah. yes, mm. it was. It was mm. on. It wasn't actually in the program schedule, but it was on in the the, the new Scotland channel. That's where I watched it. Mm. Um, and I watched the speech, uh, Nicola Sturgeon's speech, and I was very heartened, I thought, by her emphasis on independence, yeah. which I thought was good. Yeah, she couldn't She couldn't really move the debate forward or move the process forward in any kind of great way, but instead she, she used the speech to, to kind of paint a picture of, of what an independent Scotland might look like, Aye. really. And she, she firmed up her language a bit, so she was a bit harder. She was very kind of, you know, pointing the finger at Westminster. But there wasn't, there wasn't much news kind of well, out yeah. of the independence side, but it was good because a focus on independence is... It's good to know what we want, really, I think. Exactly, it's what we um, want. I, I, yeah, I was even on the BBC talking Were about you? it. Were no, I was on, And then I was on, uh, I was on STV as well. My God, you're forgetting about it. No, I know. See, since the documentary, I All think right. people are like, oh, who's that guy? Who's oh, that, who's that handsome know. young man? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah. yeah, that's why you got me on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you've got a face for radio, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or for podcasts. Um, so no, but I, I thought I thought the speech was pretty good. Actually, I thought it was. Uh, yeah, there was definitely. Um, usually at these conferences, she throws a few kind of bones at the members about independence. She'll say, you know, independence is coming, but there definitely was a lot more, and the, and the emphasis, and even yesterday when she was tweeting after the Brexit deal, the emphasis was very much on an NDF next year. Yeah. Whether she can get that or not is another well, question, but at the very least, she's kind of pushing for it, isn't she? Yeah, and I think what what the message that she's given and definitely what I wanted to hear was that the SNP is not going to shy away from talking about independence in this general election, yeah, because that was 
the big mistake they made in 2017. Despite the fact that Joe Swinson and the like, you know, keep saying, oh, but they, they made it all about independence and they lost. Well, they didn't, you know. Ruth Davidson made it all about independence and the SNP were desperately trying to say, no, no, this is about having a strong voice for Scotland. You know, yeah. they, they shied away from independence, so they didn't motivate independence supporters to come out and vote. You know, and that's what they have to do this time. They have to motivate independent supporters to come out and vote. You know, yeah, because that's that that will make the difference, isn't it? Exactly. Because if you think of half of Scotland nearly now supports independence, if oh, you can mobilise most more. of them, well, possibly even more. Yeah, because that's the other thing that's been happening. There's been there's been several polls out. I think the the fifty fifty one in the Sunday Times wasn't necessarily a surprise um, because it's, it's been sort of roughly where we have been, but. The the fact to me that that Scots now trust the economy yes. of an independent that Scotland was is absolutely that crucial. Was very and it's the movements beneath the headline right. figures which are right. which are heartening. I, I think, think it was fifty four percent. I think it was yeah something said like that. Yeah, they yeah, thought that Scotland the, would be um, better off independent within the EU than as a part of the United Kingdom outside the EU. That was a very very interesting finding. So that's a big big change from. 2014. That's mm-hmm. a very big change from 2014. But the other finding, which was a, it was a, a different opinion poll, I can't remember which one, I've always thought was, was really significant, was the one that said, I think it was in the Ashcroft poll, that it was 60, and again, when you strip out the don't knows, something like 64% or thereabouts, I'm, don't quote me on the figures, but it was there around, it was that, that kind of ballpark figure of people in Scotland um, believe that this country will become independent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought that's really that's a really really interesting figure because what it means is that there uh, is a significant number of people who at the moment are saying they're going to vote no, who believe that it's a lost cause. Mm. You know? Yeah, and, and, it, and it's easier to get. People want to be on the winning side, exactly. don't they? Yeah. And, and that's that's yeah. it's human nature. To, to be want to have been proven right and to have been there all along. So what figures like that suggest is that, that people might think, well, if it's going to happen anyway, I might as well vote for it and get right, on board exactly. now rather than, exactly. rather than later on, which is significant, I think. Very and there will, be, there will be a lot of people out there like that. So, so yeah. yeah. So so anything else from SME Conference? Did you, did you follow much of it? I watched bits of it, but yeah. I was always, I was, I mean, I was doing other things at home and uh-huh. writing blogs and ranting about the state of the general universe as you do and of, of course it, on uh, on Monday during SNP conference the news about Catalonia yeah broke. that's I was very appalled by that I expected that they would go to jail because that's the nature of the Supreme Court they are political appointees the Supreme Court judges in Spain um, Spain has never you know Franco died the dictator died and Spain didn't undergo a process of equivalent to the denazification of Germany after the Second World War. Uh, they had instead what they called El Pacto del Olvido, which means the Pact of Forgetting. And it was basically, the whole thing was just swept under the carpet. And let's just pretend that the last 30-odd years just didn't happen. You know, let's just pretend. But those fascists are still there. And they're still influential in Spanish politics, you know. And the, I was shocked by the severity of the sentences, even though the most serious charges were dropped about rebellion, you know, um, I was shocked by this video. I mean, um, Oriol Junqueras, who's the leader of the ERC, the 
Catalan Republican Left Party. He was the vice president of the, uh, the government that brought about the referendum, and he was sentenced 13 years. So people in Catalonia have reacted with fury mm-hmm. to these sentences, and it's a really dangerous, dangerous path to go down, because when you close down democratic and peaceful options for expressing a particular political point of view then people resort to illegal and violent means and that worries me greatly that that's now beginning to happen in Catalonia we've seen some very violent protests you know, they've started off non-violent, but because the police reacted violently, the protesters have reacted violently, the whole thing's feeding off itself and you get into this vicious spiral and it concerns me greatly that that's what's happening now in Catalonia that the situation's spiralling out of control. So what what happened? I mean the, the thing to me is that what, what can they do? I mean what happens now? I went and well that's the question. There doesn't seem to be any no, appetite from no, Spain, the EU or, or anybody to, no, to get no, involved or no, censor no, Spain no, in any sort of way. None whatsoever. Um, Spain is determined to close down any democratic avenues to, to Catalan self-determination. They've also got a general election happening very soon. Uh-huh. Um, the Spanish Electoral Commission, the equivalent of the Spanish Electoral Commission, um, upheld uh, an appeal made to it by one of the anti-independence parties. I can't remember which one exactly. And it has ruled that neither the Catalan state broadcaster, uh, TV3, or... Um, the pro-independence parties they are not allowed to use the phrases political prisoner they're not allowed to use the phrases political exile referring to people like Carlos Puigdemont and they're not allowed to use uh, repressive trials these are phrases that are banned Mm. now in Catalonia you know so they're really freedom of speech as well it's really it's, it's quite alarming what's happening in Spain I think and it's I think it's a lesson to People in Scotland who are determined to resist an independence referendum happening, even if there's a clear majority of the Scottish people in favour of it, you know, and I think that's something that we should all be cognisant of. Isn't it also a lesson to people who want to go down the Catalan route? Yeah, exactly. Hold, you know, because because yeah. we've seen where we it don't leads. want that. We do not want that here. Mm. You know, and it's always been the great credit of both sides in the independence debate in Scotland that people respect democratic processes, you know? And my concern with the anti-independence parties is that because they feel that they're going to lose, they want to shut down the democratic process. And that's a very troubling path for them to take. And I really hope they don't go there. Let's talk a wee bit about the uh, about the process of of getting in DRF two because that's what everybody Aye. everybody's talking about it. Yeah. It's, it's the big question, and, and, and Nicola Sturgeon couldn't get away from it at conference. No. Um, it's just the, the the party quite cleverly shut down any kind of talk of Plan B, and all the big hitters emphasised that we've got the kind of Plan A gold standard kind of route to independence. Um, but that question still is there in the in in the back of everyone's minds, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my sense, interestingly, I mean, I, I don't think it's actually a live issue until after the next no, Holyrood election totally because I, I, you know, I think, I think, whether you think it's the right strategy or not, I think they think that the next election is the way to unlock, is the ultimate way to unlock 
an indie ref by winning that comfortably. Now that's and I know a lot of people are impatient about that, and it's a you know it's a year and a half away. It's uh, it's a long time. I don't know. What do you think of it? I think there's more. I think actually we can maybe unlock it with the next Westminster general election. You know? If Labour win. Well, no, not even if Labour win. Mm. Um, even if there's a, a very slight, you know, if the Tories again have a minority government. But would you, so this is, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. lot I mean, remember it was a Conservative government that, uh-huh. that, that authorised the Section 30 order the last time. But you can't, I don't, and, and I've so, seen a lot of chat about this, um, and this is something I think, uh, so I think that, Wings Over Scotland has written a couple of blogs about yeah. how the SNP should barter support for... Yeah, I think that's a disastrous idea. Mm. I think it's, a, it's an awful idea. I think any deal with the Tories, I mean, it's toxic. The original one wasn't a deal. You know, no. it wasn't. It wasn't. No. The SNP weren't saying, "We'll, we'll, the, if you give us the referendum, we'll give you." The thing X. is, that the that's SNP's whole shtick is we are the party that stands up for Scotland, yeah. right? Scotland is divided on the question of independence. It's not divided on the question of not wanting to leave the European Union. And if the SNP betrays the question that Scotland is not divided on in favour of getting some sort of resolution to the question that Scotland is divided on, they will be massively punished for that. Because, you know, some of us are old enough to remember the cries of betrayal in 1979. When oh, you, don't have, you don't need to remember it. You can still see Paul Sweeney tweeting well, about exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of us were uh, there at the time. Uh-huh. You know, some of us were... were, were yeah, interested in politics at the time. Uh, Paul Sweeney wasn't. There Paul Sweeney wasn't. No, <laughs> no, he was not. Um, and this would be 1979 on steroids. Aye, I, I, it's just, it's, it's just a fantastically bad idea. I agree, and I, I think over the last two, three years, the whole SNP strategy has been: who do we need to win over? It's soft, no remainers. Aye. and how do we win them over by doing our best to exactly. protect Scotland's. Pl- Place exactly. in Europe and to stop Brexit. One, and to blow that all up for the sake of a, a dodgy deal with the I Tories. Know. I know. You see, I think it's like the end doesn't justify the means. No. You know, and I mean, I wrote a blog about it the other day, and actually Stuart Campbell replied to it saying, uh, I called it, we have to take the moral high ground, yeah. the, moral, the moral high road to independence. And he said, F the moral high road, I want to win. Uh-huh. But we won't win if we don't take the moral high ground. That's my concern. You know, we have to show that Scotland is better than the Tories. You know, <laughs> that's what we have to do because we have to persuade people that there is a better way of doing politics, that there is a better way of government, and we won't get people on board if we just turn out to be as duplicitous and underhand and cynical as they are. You know, and it will alienate. If, if that happened, you know, all these soft nose, you know, all mm. these people that voted Remain, all these people that have come over yeah. to the cause of independence because of Brexit will be deeply distressed with if the SNP has been seen to facilitate Brexit. You know, and it's just for, for the sake of a bad, bad deal, a bad deal for Scotland. And then, like I said, b- before, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about this early general election that we're going to have, the Tories are liars and they can't be trusted at all so suppose for the sake of argument that the the SNP did a deal with Boris Johnson to allow him to get his deal through Parliament in return for you know 
a commitment to allow a, 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 a general a, a commitment to allow a, 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 yeah. an independence referendum. There would be a massive backlash against the SNP for doing that. We would have this general election. The SNP would perform badly in it because of this massive backlash against them. Boris Johnson would then turn around and say, oh, but you lost seats, you lost support, you lost votes. No, but Scotland doesn't want an independence referendum. And he would go back on his word because he's a liar. You know, and it's just... It's just um, the risks involved are far too great. Yeah, I'm completely with you. And the, chances of, yeah. the chances of success are far too small. Mm-hmm. It's and just you not, a, you not, a, not, a, not a good idea. You don't go down one route for two or three years and then suddenly switch tack at no. the last... Actually, no. when it seems to be working. I know the polls aren't at 60% and, and anybody who said they were going to get there was, was, was shouldn't have said it, frankly. But there's no question that the increase in support for yes... and. Even if it's five percent, five percent is a lot of Scots. You know, it's, it's a huge number of Scots. Um, even if it's five percent, they are Remainers, and the, the the data shows that they are people who voted to stay in yes, the EU and exactly. who want to stay in the EU. Exactly. So to kind of throw them under the bus and the ten percent who have who voted yes in two thousand and fourteen and are now talking about voting no are largely people who voted to leave. Yeah. So it's it's the demographics of it just don't don't work, you know. So, but I mean, this is all kind of premature, I think, really, you know, because we have to get through this general election yeah. that's coming up first. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. we've got to get through that, and it is vital that the SNP does well. What my big concern is, I mean, I think an awful lot of people in the Yes movement are talking to the Yes movement, right? And I mean, we would, you and I we would crawl over broken glass to go and vote yes. But most people in Scotland aren't there yet, you know? And if we had consistently 65%... Broken glass, don't know. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, scouring pads, how about that? Aye, <laughs> fine. Aye, OK. <laughs> but if, if the polls were at 65%, 70% for yes, then that might be a strategy worth pursuing, you know, because we, yeah. would, we would be convinced, you know, we've got that majority, but we're not there. Mm-hmm. And the people that need to be persuaded and the people that need to be reassured yeah. are not people who go on yes marches. They're not people who contribute to my blog or Wings Over Scotland or Scott Goes Pop or Bella Caledonia. Yeah. You know, they're people who are, uh, I want to vote yes, but I'm not very sure. That's the people Do that you know we what? need you're, to bring. You're absolutely right. And that's, that's really well put. It's, see, if you were at 70% yes, and all you needed to do was get the referendum to yeah. get independence, you could start. Yeah, we could do all strategy. sorts of things. You could do whatever you like. We could say, right, okay, let's yet. let's yeah. crash the Scottish Parliament and have a and have a plebiscite election. Yeah. You could do all sorts of stuff. But you know, the, the the simple fact is that the demographics aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, now that doesn't mean that we have to wait until uh, we get to sixty percent in the opinion polls before we have a, 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 an independence referendum. Because I honestly don't think we'll get to sixty percent in the opinion polls until mm. we have an official campaign. Yeah. But we can what we can do is create the narrative within the public uh-huh. that it's the Westminster government which is blocking undemocratically yeah. the, the the will of the Scottish people to decide its own fate. And one of the ways to do that is to make sure that there is a large increase in support and increase in seat numbers for the SNP in this early general election. And then, you know, the likes of Joe Swinson won't be able to go on, 
you know, uh, the K Burley show and say that, well, Scotland doesn't want an independence referendum because look how many seats the SNP lost at the last general mm-hmm. election, which is what she did the other week, you know. I hope we can get her out, actually. Uh, well, I don't know. Nah, c- because they're going to throw absolutely yeah, everything into that So, I suppose the one thing we haven't spoken about is... is the big news of the week, which is the deal has been agreed. Yeah, Tomorrow, yeah, uh, yeah. MPs are going to vote on it. Now, very quickly, will it go through, yes or no? Ah, I don't know. I just, honestly, it's like, ah. If you were to, if you were to guess. If I was to guess, I'd say probably it'll narrowly lose. Oh, I think it's going to go through. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> what do we know? We, we just, what do we know? Why are we even doing this podcast? We don't know anymore. We have opinions else. for everyone yeah. in this podcast. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's going to be... It's going to be know? tight. It's going to be Labour votes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's going to be... And then you won't find Paul Sweeney talking about betrayal, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's going to be... Labour leave votes, and I think so. So we should say, you know, the the, the deal. The Parliament is going to sit on Saturday for the first time in God knows how since long since the Falklands were. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be a, a massive, massive day. Uh, Sunday National guys are still getting prepared for it because it's very unusual for them to actually yeah, have I know, like, I was kind actually of live had, news on uh, the day. Yeah, uh, so. I, had, I had a quick word with, with, with Richard yeah. just before I spoke to you, and uh, he was like, "Oh!" Normally, <laughs> uh, for those for those of you who don't know, when you put it together a Sunday paper. Sunday news is usually exclusive; it's usually kind of special features. You don't really work off the kind of day's news agenda. Um, so to have so much of the paper live and, and kind right. of not done and, and dusted by kind of Friday night is quite unusual. So, um, so big day. Uh, Boris has got his deal. What are the differences between the Very deal and few, Theresa May's actually. deal? Basically, it's the original deal that Theresa May was negotiating. But you know, it's worse than Theresa May's deal because what Theresa May was well, she thought right, okay, in order to get around the objections of the DUP, I will put the whole United Kingdom, you know, in the backstop. And this is just Northern Ireland by itself. In the back, even uh-huh. though they're claiming the backstop's gone, that's just, yeah. just bollocks. Yeah. Um, so, so it's basically it's it's the well, deal. The backstop's not the, the thing is that the backstop, it's not a backstop anymore. It's actually permanent. Exactly. So, it's, so yeah, it's not yeah, it's not yeah, like a temporary yeah. backstop. It's, it's, it's the deal that David Mundell and the other Scottish Tories said that they would resign if the, if Theresa May brought it about because it would treat Northern Ireland separately from Scotland. Yeah, and now they're fine with it. Mm. So, mm-hmm. what does that tell you about them? Do you know what I think? Nothing that we didn't already know. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I also think it says something about Boris Johnson as a, as a character, though, because Theresa May couldn't win over people and it could not carry people with her. Oh, yeah, she yeah, had no yeah, charisma. Yeah. She, you know, she'd walk in a room and she would just she had, she whatever has, she wanted. Yeah, she, she, she has other charisma of an, of an abandoned burger packet. But Boris know. Johnson, for all his faults, can take people with him and can, and I think can persuade people and this is what he's done throughout his career he has man he does get things done you know he might not agree with the, the mm. final result he'll throw lots of people under the bus to get there just chuck the DUP under really the bus chucked, this way yeah. um, which is an interesting lesson for Scottish unionists <laughs> yeah I think and that's why I think that it's quite possible that you know a future Conservative government is quite likely to say, "Aye, okay, let's have a Section 30 order, let's have a referendum," because if they see it as being in their narrow party political interest to do so, mm-hmm. because getting rid of Scotland means that we have a majority, yeah. then they'd be quite happy to do that, and then they will try and do all sorts of dirty tricks because that's what they're famous for. Yeah, you know, they'll say, "Okay, well, don't really worry about trying because we'll just do what we did in Cyprus. It's going to make it a sovereign base area." That's the whole kind of shtick. Mm. 
that we can expect. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Well, so that's let, why well, I don't. Let's hope they try and throw them. No, I mean. <laughs> throw so that's around. why I don't think that it's you know, oh, we have to have a Labour government in order to get a session yeah. order. I don't believe that because if the Tory, if there's a Tory minority government, then yeah, they they're quite. There's no, you know. The, what was the other opinion poll? Is like fifty five percent now of people in in England would just rather see the back of Scotland to yeah. get Brexit done, uh-huh. and another nine percent they don't want the United Kingdom kept together, and they don't want Brexit either. Who are these people? So, so let's like so we've both kind of got slightly different predictions for what's going to happen tomorrow. So, well, so let, I think basically we just don't know. We don't know. You're guessing something, and I'm guessing something else. Hey, you're listening. You're guessing so, as good as ours because we have no clue. If you're right and they narrowly lose, what happens? Uh, an extension. Yeah. An extension. Then I think what will happen is they'll try and get through a confirmatory referendum. Yeah, I think so. So I think some of the opposition will try and do that. I think that's what they'll try and do. But they'll want an election first, I would have thought. An election to... And then Boris will go to the country and say, I got a deal. Those MPs voted it down. Now back me and I'll ram it through. Yeah, that's what will happen. So in some ways he wins. I think he's going to win the next general election. Oh, yeah. Not Scotland. And then if my prediction is that they narrowly win... And then deal. he'll go to the country saying, I'm the man who delivered Brexit. I'm the man who delivered Brexit, and then he wins again. And then he wins. It is almost a kind of win-win well, for him, isn't this, it? Jeremy Corbyn's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one prediction that's fairly safe, I think, yeah. to make. But, uh-huh. you know. So we're out of the European Union one way or the other, I think, mm. really. You know, which is tragic. It is, really. And I feel personally, it's, it's almost like a bereavement, you yeah. know, that something important has been taken away from me you know I mean I lived I lived in Europe you know I lived abroad for 15 years I lived there you know mm. speaking a foreign language integrating with a foreign culture and being perfectly happy in doing so and feeling we're all part of Europe and that's that's gone sometimes you just need to take a step back and remember that don't yeah. you that, that you know we get so involved in the the process and the deal and the customs blah blah blah, blah. but bogged down in the detail but ultimately you know something is lost I know and I really wish now I'd taken Spanish citizenship when I had the chance mm. but at the time yeah because what you needed for Spanish citizenship is um, you had to speak Spanish and you had to have lived legally in the country for five years if you were a European citizen I fulfilled the qualifications, you know, I was there for 15 years and I used to work as an interpreter. So, you know, I was fluent in Spanish. Um, but it just, well, it was it was expensive and a whole lot of paperwork and the only thing it benefited was you got the right to vote in Spanish elections. So what's the point? Mm. So I never bothered because it was just too much hassle and there was no point to it. And now, of course, I'm no longer a legal resident of Spain, so I don't have the right to it anymore. So, well... Scottish citizenship. That's so, been, that's what we're aiming for. And let's let's leave it on that for this week. I think yep. so. So we won't have a podcast next week. No, because I'm having a sanity break. You have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll uh, you know we'll obviously keep up to date with all yeah. the Brexit madness. Yeah, um, Sunday yeah, National this yeah. week is an absolute yes. must. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Lots and pages and pages. Timed it well, haven't I? To go. Away. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually it's my, my my first wedding anniversary. Ah, oh. that's what it is. 
Fantastic. So I'm away to spend some time with my husband, who can't come here at the moment because his passport is with the UK visa office. So we're waiting for a decision. So I have to go over there, the tragedy of it all. So an escape break, so just go to the madness that is Donald Trump and impeachment instead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Yep. Okay, thanks for listening.